Do you believe in accountable love? Hello, welcome to Accountable Love, home of the love snobs, where love is a group journey. My name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And today we have two guests. We have Miss Prince, LaVon Prince. A.K.A. Miss Brown. My mother. <laughs> Hello. And we have Jasmine. Hey. What's going on? My best friend. We are all searching for stability. We are all looking for absolutes in humanity, but there are no absolutes. There's only accountable love, a love that says when you pick a partner and a friend, they will show up with their daily best and you will give them your all as well. We all deserve love at its highest form, so the love snobs are here to tell you, you deserve everything, you deserve a high class. So, you know, this is our village. We, I mean, this was the dream to actually have a village and actually have um, people that you actually can navigate through this world with and have consistent and strong people that you always can count on whenever, you know, whenever you need support and, you know, when you need to enjoy yourself as well. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know, what did accountable love mean to you? Okay, um, accountable love means that two people are in a relationship for first of all it could be they meet each other they like each other they have friends first and then they start they fall in love or they become lovers and um so together they're looking for um a relationship that they can grow in and you know people come into relationships with different needs and you agree on what you want out of the relationship and you come in. So you have to be accountable to yourself. You have to be accountable to the person that you're in the relationship with. And you have to be accountable to what you say that you want out of the relationship and what you're willing to give in the relationship. And a lot of times relationships start off with um, people bringing their representatives, you know, tr trying to put their first, their best foot forward and, they're saying at that point, this is what they want. And then they want to change somewhere down the line. And then if the other person says, well, this isn't what I signed up for, um, that person gets mad, but you said you love me, but you're it changing. That's emotional blackmail. Yeah. Definitely. You're changing. You're changing. You're ch but you're, you're the one who changed the contract, the contract mm -hmm. of the relationship. Definitely. So I think that, um, people should, work towards and even if you are changing within the relationship or certain things may not fit then that needs to be discussed you don't just change and say well this is what I'm gonna do because now you're only thinking about yourself you're not taking the other person into consideration so it's about being accountable to your word and what you say you're gonna bring to the relationship Definitely. yeah and absolutely and as it grows, I mean, there are things that may change the relationship, your work, um, your, health. your house, your health or things like that. Those are things that need to be discussed. You can discuss your work. You can discuss your health and how you're going to best um, make changes so that your health does not have a really big negative impact in the relationship because mm -hmm. if you're going to continue to be unhealthy rather than work together to keep that part healthy you're still not living up 
to your part of the relationship. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Jazz? Um, yeah. So I see uh, accountable love is more general. I, I don't think it, I mean, not to say that you don't say that way, but in your explanation, um, I, it's across the board. So whether it's friendships, um, partnerships, whatever, like whatever it is. So um, it's basically just being accountable for the things that you say. Everybody tends to have different contracts and relationships. So friendships, you know, you can't date this guy, whatever, whatever it is that you decide to agree to. Um, uh, that you're accountable for things you say. It's being account, you know, taking account to other people, taking account to what you say. And I think it's knowing yourself enough to know what you're capable of and what you're not capable of. I do agree things are going to change, but I do think sometimes, and also that we put our, our best foot forward, but I also think sometimes, like, we don't think long enough about whether we're going to be into something long term. You know, like, yeah. I'm going to commit now because it sounds good. I feel emotionally great about it. We're powered up. And then a few months in, things start to become meticulous and tiresome and now I want to change my mind. And, you know, it, it's in those situations, you have to be accountable for what you agree to. Yeah, it's basically governing yourself. It's really integrity within the relationship. Absolutely. And making sure that you show up every day, but even when you don't want to show up. Exactly. Because although I, you know, love you guys, I don't always, you know, there's times I want to stay home. There's times I want to, well, you already know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> there's times I, I you know, I, I just need to like veg out on my own couch. You know what I mean? And so... But I know that I also have, a, I, I signed a contract and I have an obligation to my friends. So if I'm supposed to be down here, then I can't, you know, then I have to push myself even more to make it here. It doesn't mean that you don't, you always feel up to the task because you get, t- we're, we're getting old. I'm up in age now. So I don't have the same energy anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm up in age. <laughs> I am. But you're sitting here, you're sitting here. You're sitting here with somebody older than you by, okay. you know, a no. good margin. All Let's right. not call out. We don't want to shout. Don't shout. We don't want to shout, don't shout your age out. But anyway, the out. energy, the energy changes, and you know. But you have to make sure that you push yourself extra because it's not about. It's like it, it's not about feeling good all the time. It's about making sure that you keep your word and being the person that you signed up for. Yeah, it's like it's like a marriage. Yeah, like it is. When anybody yeah. would basically say marriage is, is exactly what being accountable is in this in regards to you know. You're going to be with these people for the rest of your life. You're not going to feel up to it. You're going to be sick. You're going to be, mm-hmm. you're going to be moody. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. But the whole point is to try to always be your best self and, and, and try to get the best out of other people. Yeah. How how do y'all how do y'all feel like a village, like we, we actually maintain the village? Because you hear a lot of people with millions of friends always congratulating us on, you know, oh, it's good that y'all work so well together. It's mm-hmm. good that y'all build a strong foundation and there's always them people that also say oh y'all can't think for yourselves yeah, yeah, you know what I mean they always yeah like they the always like you can't do yeah <laughs> you know you got all them them naysayers that have issues and then you have certain people that really admire what we do mm-hmm. as a as a unit and how you know how does it affect your life does it benefit you do you feel it benefits you do you feel being like in the village yeah having a village it, yes yeah. I mean yes People, people talk, right? But people are going to talk regardless. Whether I'm, whether I'm individual, then I'm lonely. I don't have any friends, and you know, whatever the case may be. But who cares? And people are always going to talk. They're always going to see something wrong and see something great in what you got going on. So, for me, I definitely benefit because it's always support. No matter where I'm at, no matter what part of life I'm in, and when I say support, I don't just mean everybody's like, oh, hey, you know, let's congratulate Jasmine on this, and and let's throw a party here. I mean, like. <laughs> When I'm not being accountable, I'm getting checked all the time, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel great. But at the same time, I know what I'm doing, and I can further 
improve, which improves our relationships. So I'm not always about self-improvement, although I, you know, not to say I should be, but the goal is to always try to be the better person, like to be the better version of of myself. But sometimes you just don't feel like it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it's just, it it can be annoying when you think about when you just want to be left alone. But overall, um, you have people there to just kind of be like, you're acting real childish right now, step your game up. And then it makes you really look at your life like, yeah, like I love these people. I don't want to disappoint these people. I want to keep building these people. And it changes that whole perspective. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really it's there's a, like we talked about it in a in another podcast that about that didn't air yet, by the way. But um we talked about how it's um how yeah, when it comes to holding like the, the holding each other accountable, it doesn't always mean the good things. Yeah. So I'm glad that you touched on that because it's not always rainbows and butterflies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we get on each other's nerves, we mm-hmm. argue, yeah. um, we don't always see what the other's saying. We we're not active listeners. Well, me you and I yeah, yeah. as the active <laughs> listener. <laughs> Uh, but you know, like we go through the motions, yeah. but we, we, but ultimately we still want to be here. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what, and although we may get checked at the moment, we would, we would do whatever needs, whatever we need to do to make sure that we are doing better going forward. Yeah. And every time we fall short, we make sure that we're doing better. We, 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 we do better going forward. Definitely. How do you feel being the matriarch of the, the village? Okay. So I see that sometimes looking at some of the things that have been I've been checked on throughout my life or looking at the honesty of what people have said and a lot of times it it hurts at the moment but when you take time and you sit back and you think about what the person is saying um the person is telling you the truth they can see what you don't see about yourself mm-hmm. And how you're projecting yourself. And um, and I think when people sit back and they listen to what the person is saying and kind of move the emotion or feel the emotion, go through the emotion, get it out the way, and then sit back and think about what was said. Because a lot of people lose friendships over someone being honest. Definitely. And I, I'm, I'm of the mindset that if you don't, if you know the answer, and this is a quote, I'm not sure who this quote is from. If the answer is going to make you grieve, then why do you ask the Definitely. question? Mm-hmm. If you really don't want to know the answer, don't ask the question. I've had situations with friends who've asked questions and they've fallen out and have not been friends because they asked the honest, the person to be honest about what they thought about a relationship maybe that they were getting into or something like that. And you fell out with someone who you've been friends with for years because they were honest. Or if you ask me a question um, about your man and your man is trying to come on to me and I'm telling you, he's coming on to me (laughs) and you don't want to hear it. Jump right in. (laughs) You don't want to hear it. And we've been friends. You know me. You know I'm not crossing that line. <laughs> but when I today. tell you that, then you you get upset, and well, and it's like it's it, it, it's like you're not you're not the accountable person in this. You don't want to hear the truth. But Definitely, and that's where that's where I was going with it when I heard. I think your quote really applies to like when you're just talking to random people. Yeah, because I was, yeah. When it comes to friends, you don't have to ask them. <laughs> They're going to yeah. just tell you because well, not, not they have a comfort. You're not going to. The quote shouldn't be 
you know, like, don't ask, you know, if it's going to bring you grief, don't ask. It's like, if it's going to bring you grief, you should ask. Mm-hmm. Because then you really know, like, then it's going to really put you in the right place. But yeah, that should trust. be the quote. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying, but no, I'm no, saying. No, 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 no. We're not oh, knocking yeah, yeah, the quote, yeah. but I think where the quote applies but as soon as you said, will be more like, on a social level than, mm-hmm. like, when personal relationships. Because personal relationships mm-hmm. and where we come from with being accountable in love, personal relationships is all about honesty. And it's all about being truthful. And it's all but about... Not- being trustworthy is all about saying what, what comes to your mind and then working through the issues. But then you're, you 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 want to change the culture of personal relationships or the mindset because I'm speaking from the mindset that everybody thinks they're in a personal relationship. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would agree. And then you find out that this personal relationship isn't as strong. Yeah, like once it gets too personal. Right, as strong <laughs> as you thought it was. Well, we're supposed to be besties and... I should be able to say what comes to my mind and you should be open to hear it. So well, the quote should be, if you can't handle really, honesty, are you truly friends? Right? Yeah. And part two is that you really need to be around like-minded and same-hearted people because then those rules don't apply. You know what I mean? Like you'll be around people that, although the truth may hurt or it may sting, they still want to hear it. And you shouldn't have to tiptoe around other people. It shouldn't, if, if people want to live in this ignorant space then those are not the people that you, you need really to be around yeah, exactly because you know like they say ignorance is bliss and if people don't want to deal with their demons or deal with whatever they got going on then I, you're not the friend for them you know what i mean so i typically try to you know vet out those type of people because if i'm around people that don't necessarily want to if they believe in you know you is not what you say is how you say it if they believe in you know it's it's time and place and all this other nonsense that all these cliche you know um phrases that everyone uses then i begin i i believe that those people are not really the people that should be in my circle part of my village mm-hmm. because we shouldn't have to pussyfoot around anybody okay no so what about the statement that says um Oh, wow. That says praise in public and chastise or correct in private. I get checked every day, all day. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think there's some, I think there's some, I think there's like, we juggle, we always juggle with time and place. Yes. We always juggle, like there's always uh, honesty because let's say the honesty gets to the person before you're able to get, get it, to, get to them. Mm-hmm. then it, it affects your relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you actually spend an hour with the person in public and then the honesty gets to them through that, through that, in the, the public interaction before you are able to tell them something, then it can cause your relationship havoc. So I would say, yeah, I would say in public, pull a person to the side and actually have a discussion. So or if you have to chastise, do it, do it in a manner where it's, it's comfortable for the relationship you signed on for, but the honesty needs to be right away or, let them or as soon as possible. Or pull them say. to the side and say, hey, um, when this is over, when we leave, we need to talk. Definitely. You know what I mean? I think it doesn't, depending on where you at or what's happening but around you. But you still don't want the per. I still, like, I know me on a, on a personal level, I still would never want to hear it from somebody else. No, and I And you can I hear it from the person. So if it's something that is imminent. is imminent, but I would say even if it's just uh, it's something that needs to be said, then I think, you you know, you excuse yourself, you ask, pull them to the side because y'all are friends. So mm-hmm. anytime you pull somebody to the side, anytime you have to have a discussion with the the person, everybody around you should understand how y'all interact. Yeah. Everybody around you should have a clear understanding. Now, me, on a personal level, you can tell me anything because I, I don't believe in keeping secrets. So if you can say it in public, say it in public. Because at the end of the day, I'm looking at who it's coming from. 
I'm not looking at the embarrassment of strangers or people I, I could care less about. I'm looking at the person. I'm looking eye to eye with the person that I care about. But I'm also interested in the, in the definition of chastise, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, because it's be, belittling, right? right? So, well, that's what we believe. Sometimes words, sometimes words can. We might have a societal understanding of what a word means, but it really can mean the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I know chastise to be somewhat belittling, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Um, and that shouldn't even be happening behind closed doors, right? So, exactly. So, my my my, my not not want to say question, but when I heard that, I thought to myself, I mean, essentially, we wouldn't be chastising each other anyway. Like, is check this checking or correcting someone's behavior automatically equate to chastising? Well, to some people, but not to us. But not to us. No, no, I mean, like, we would have to look at, like, really, really dive into the definition of chastising. Well, I'm not looking at chastising. I'm talking about just bringing somebody accountable for what they just did. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah no, we're going yeah, to do that I in mean, a public yeah. We're going to do that in a public space. Because, if you're doing it in a yeah. public space, would you... Would it's you, all about the belief in who and who's, who's addressing you. I think, like, we, we, we tend to get embarrassed and care about what the... the people we really don't strangers think and people mm-hmm. we really don't have personal relationships with we tend to allow the way we feel they may feel about us destroy the fact how we feel about our actual friends mm-hmm. and how we feel about the person yeah. that's giving yeah, us that's the true. message so we spend more time going back and forth about oh you shouldn't do this at this time you shouldn't do this it's so many rules and regulations when it comes to personal relationships people get lost in the source and that's what's destroying our personal relationships because if you have simple principles and simple things that you actually Oh, bye-bye to actually allow the relationship to flourish, then I think it becomes a lot simpler. So when you say when you say that to me and when I give the message, I would say, if y'all are friends, you can do it in any form. But if it is something that's going to allow strangers into their personal life, I think then you yeah, pull then them you to pull the them side. To well, but if it's something that they need to correct that, 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 that they're going wrong, I think they could appreciate. If they're your, truly your friend, they could appreciate being corrected regardless because they're looking at everybody like, yeah, I'm glad my friend corrected me. They could take some pride in the fact that they have people that are going to be in their corner one way or another. One way or another. Well, it takes a certain level of maturity. So mm-hmm. I remember when I came around again and started hanging around, I used to always consider you my friend and not necessarily the other people that was around, right? So Which whenever... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and someone we're not going to name that. <laughs> but, you know, so when we would have our back and forths or there were certain conversations that I would want to have with you and it would it would happen in a, in a public setting in front of everyone and I used to be embarrassed and used to, you know, then the argument went from... It, it went from what we were supposed to be arguing about to something totally different because I was in my feelings. I was immature. I wanted to say faith. I was, I face, I was arguing about the wrong stuff. I was concerned about the wrong things. And I had to realize over time that you have to own your truth. So it doesn't matter who's in the room. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter who's in the room. So if we're having a discussion and if I'm really, truly trying to get to that place, to that better place and be progressive, then everyone else doesn't even matter. So they're just part of the process. And then as I started to develop relationships with Jasmine, then I realized that it's not, um, it's really not that big a deal. Like we're all in this together. So it's, it's not, I think it takes a level of, 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 Security. I think it takes a level of maturity also to be able to be talked to or course correct. Yeah, and vulnerable. Yeah, to be course correct along the way in mm-hmm. front of other people because it really shouldn't matter. Like, I mean, we did it in Florida. I mean, we had like a five-hour conversation in your, in your in your dining room. You know what I mean? And other people were there, and it just mm-hmm. didn't. You know, did, was that the ideal space for us to have that discussion? No, but it had to happen. And we should have been, we was amongst family. We should have been able Mm -hmm. to have discussion without worrying about everybody else around us on a constant basis. Like, 
people need to be examples of what it means to communicate yes. effectively. Mm-hmm. But I, was say, I also think it's also it's belief. It's what we always talk about, right? Because if you believe and and listen, this is somebody who I am on my feelings a lot of times, you know. But when I see it happening. With let's say as example, you two, Me, yeah. or you know Miss Brown and as whomever the the other person are, is, yeah. When I see it happening, all I can see is you know when you just say, oh yeah, you know what, uh, you know I'm wrong about that. That's so much more humbling, and you can appreciate <laughs> that over being checked. So when I'm, I'm like, oh, it's not even embarrassing that you got checked. It's embarrassing about how you're responding to yeah, being checked. That's you know what I'm typically saying? how it is. Yeah, yeah. So that's so you on defense with your allies. And that's yeah, yeah. yeah. So say. it's worse because like, why are you being defensive? Right, with you're an not ally. being accountable in a relationship because like if you're being accountable, you, like you know who I am, you know what we agreed to. Number one, mm-hmm. and then the whole a second thing is this is like if you just owned up to your shit, then you'd be like, oh yeah. And you wouldn't even feel half embarrassed because you wouldn't be arguing. Yeah. Definitely. And then by the time you finish arguing, you feel so stupid and like a, like a turtle in a shell. It's like you don't even want people to see you. So I think that also, you know, that belongs in... in yeah, like, you know, a satisfied stomach feels complete. A full stomach is stagnant. Mm. So you can't be prideful. Yeah. Like, you can't be no. full of pride. You get what I'm saying? Because mm. it stifles you. Mm. Yep. It blinds you from seeing what's actually in front of you. If you have great a great support system and you have great friends... And you have people that, and when we talk about accountability, like as a whole, we always talk about the things you do when we're not around. Yeah. yeah. Because the things we do when we're around, we typically can, you know, govern one another and make Definitely. sure that each other stays in the in a great space. But when it comes to now, what you do outside, like you get in a, in a you get in an altercation, and you could have walked away, but you actually just joined the altercation. Then now that causes friction for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because now we have to come to your you know we feel like we we feel or we believe that we have to come to your defense and now it causes us all everything to fall right but you have to think about you have to think about the consequences of what you're doing definitely of your actions like we can get close to i can get close to a boyfriend of yours you know what i'm saying and if he now is maybe beating on you it changes the dynamic yeah it does yeah Yeah, i mean you get what i'm saying because now yeah we close but now there has to be something that needs to get addressed because you went outside of the accountability of a loving love relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, like, there's certain things that you got to think about before I'm upset enough maybe to, or that person's upset enough maybe to put their hands on you, but they have to think the domino effect of that. You know what I'm saying? Or even, like, keeping a secret and not saying something and then it coming out. Right. That's a lot of that's a lot of sorries and a lot of making up yeah. that you could you could have just been moving forward if you'd have just been honest. It's like putting alcohol on a, on a, on a cut. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you could it stings. You could have then got rid of this thing, had a discussion, and then moved forward as yeah. opposed to letting it get 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 infected. infected. And there's a lot more a lot more now you have to do mm-hmm. to maintain your health and. Yeah. A lot more you have to do to maintain the health of the relationship. And even in that, you wait so long, you can cause permanent damage. You know, maybe your scar yeah. is like 10 times worse. And that's how it is in relationships. Like, then it's like the trust is like down to here. And the communication has already went from here to here. Like, everything is decreased ex- by a lot. So yeah. It's just, it's just so <laughs> it's much just to crazy. work. Yeah, it's so much to work, to work up to. I mean, mm-hmm. why, did you, why did you ask that question? Oh, because of someone had said that to me. And, um... I'm totally not in a hundred percent agreement with that because mm-hmm. I, my situation is that if you say you and I got into it or something happened and you did something that I think that you should not have done, 
at that point and people are around, I think that I should say something. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to let it fester and say, I will talk to you in in private, it kind of changes how I feel inside. Mm -hmm. And then I, knowing me, I may become passive aggressive and just deal with you in in a passive aggressive manner rather than just get it off my chest, say, look, this is what you did. I didn't like it and move on from that. And then once I say, you know, I didn't like what you did, then we can move it to a private space. Definitely. I mean, and obviously there's different ways to deal with things on a political level where you're now sharing space with coworkers or you're sharing space with people you're really not in personal relationships with. So Mm -hmm. you do, like you have to bring a level of who you are everywhere Uh, you go. You know what I mean? Like people would know me to be a very upfront, honest person, rule regimented, things of that nature. Like they would know me to be that, but they also have an understanding that I know not to invade certain people's space when it comes to work because you sign on mm-hmm. to have an understanding once you sign on to be work for organization. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, now when it comes to your personal life, yeah, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. And even at work, there's a standard, like if you want to change a certain culture, you're going to have to go against the grain a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you see the culture is too political and nothing's getting accomplished because nobody's truly being honest, being honest. then th- th- there's going to be some issues. But but then now also like, you know, when you're at a meeting, you don't want to be the person just raising your hand just because it comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a form of honesty, but there's etiquette yes. and you have to have an yeah. understanding of progress. So yeah. we'll be more productive and your personal relationships. Production is honesty. Mm-hmm. So you should make the time to actually have discussions. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's where we probably get it twisted because yeah. we bring the politics into our personal relationships and we sell it. Like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Right. Because it's, because it's everyone's comfort zone. So I think mm-hmm. everyone typically wants to go to that place because although they don't have personal relationships with people at work, it's still like they know that there's like guidelines. So there's certain things that they don't necessarily have to deal with and they could kind of get away with and they won't be forced to have uncomfortable conversations for the most part. So that's why they people bring it into their personal life because they want to control what's being said to them. They want to control how it's being said and they want to control, you know, the whole the whole situation. So I could see why people do it. I don't agree with it either. Because mm-hmm. like as you said, like you shouldn't have to be politically correct with people that you love. No. Like you, I, you you should be able to be yourself. And they signed up for who you are. So it should it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. And we use and then be yourself and, real loosely. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it's like be the best yeah. You are you are challenging yourself to be the best of who you are. Yes. So like when you fall short, you will get checked. But if you don't have the information, you only can deal with the information you have present. Mm-hmm. Right. So therefore, when you have the information you have presently, you're going to now speak. And then it's okay to be wrong. See, people have this understanding that you, you can't be wrong within the relationship. Yeah. When you're being honest, you're searching for the truth. Yes. So I didn't say, oh, what I'm saying is, is honest in my mind. And it's truthful in my mind. But when now she, now I say it to, let's say, I'll say it to my mother. She's like, no, that, that's not even accurate. Mm-hmm. And she'll break it down to me. But she should be able to say, that's not accurate. Without yeah, me saying, down. you know what? You made me feel like I couldn't really speak to you. But so if I you closed didn't say, up. If you didn't say anything, she wouldn't even be able to cross-correct yeah. you. Definitely. Right. You know what I mean? So it starts with even being honest. Like, mm-hmm. it's really start with, with being honest with your thoughts. Have and not, the discussion. Yeah, and, not, discussion. and not just living in your head and thinking that. And then when you live, it's like when you live in your head, like you create these issues or these 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 um telenovelas in your head and mm-hmm. it becomes this big thing and then you're arguing about who didn't take the garbage out you know what i mean or yeah. who didn't go down and get the food last when it's really other things because you didn't yeah. talk about it because you didn't talk about it but yeah I was gonna say but then the fact that you feel comfortable to say what you what you what you're thinking 
that's a positive. Definitely. So and it, like it what you comes, said, passive aggressive, like being passive aggressive in personal relationships, like you're dictating what could be said and what could be said, be said and right. you close up and then you start doing things where you're actually attacking a person, but un, you know, unhanded. Yeah. 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 And which is, a, you should never be, a, you should never attack mm-hmm. a loved one. You can be upset. You can be angry. Like you, you have the right to be upset if something is said that rubs you the wrong way, and that's where the flexibility is too. But that has to be, it has to be done in an effective way, and that's what we work towards every day. Mm-hmm. We don't always communicate effectively. No, we don't. Yeah, like we, don't. we argue, we scream, we yell, and then we realize we're doing oh. it, mm-hmm. and it's it's not effective and it's not productive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's your ability. Maturity is your ability to now realize you're doing something like t- you having an out of body experience and realizing that it's time to now have a discussion that's going to be more productive and progressive. And once you get to that space, you're always looking for the progression of it Mm -hmm. and the togetherness of it. Mm -hmm. So we always say true love is maturing into togetherness because Mm -hmm. your mindset is always in the mentality of, I want to move forward in my relationship. So anything that stifles it is an issue. And if bad communication stifles it, it's an issue. If you being extra emotional or exaggerating is an issue, Mm -hmm. that's an issue. It's not allowing you to progress. If you bringing up something that you know is not going to bring any value to the relationship, yeah, you want to be honest, but at the same time, you know it's not bringing any value. You have to examine it in your head and then say, okay, I was you was thinking about saying it, but it didn't bring any value. Right. So you now, oh, you wanted me to be honest, like it's a privilege. Yes. No, we want you to be honest if it's going to be productive. Mm-hmm. The honesty, and it can be counterproductive until it's productive, meaning you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's not accurate. But it's how you fit. Mm-hmm. Right. So you share it, and then we start having the discussion. Mm-hmm. So everybody always looks at the emotion and logic, but really you're, we're all emotional, and we and we we, we transfer it into logic, logic yeah. by having the discussions discussion. and having multiple minds combining to make something that that, that actually sticks. Yeah, and but the, then you have yeah. the people the people in relationships who use the fact that I'm being truthful as a weapon. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, then so when they're coming at your character and your intent, then. Right. So that's a whole so separate conversation, whole, too. Yeah, that is. A, that's for another cop. Yeah. Podcast, that, that, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's for it. It goes. Like, it, it, no, it goes. But it goes. It, it, I'm just saying we could talk about it. That's a whole like under, another, another 45 subject, minutes we could talk right. about. But yeah, like those people, like if, if, if that's the case, then then they don't need to. Then really, then you need to evaluate why they're, why like, they're in the Right. Yeah. Trust should. Tr- truthfulness should be. It, it should be, be it should be a a, a principle. Yes. It should be a core value. It shouldn't be something you're doing. You're, you're not doing me a favor, and right. you're not doing me, and you're not trying to be because hurtful. I don't know no. if honest people truly believe honesty automatically gets you what you want. No, it yeah, doesn't. No, it it doesn't. doesn't. No. Honesty just just starts the dialogue. Yes, <laughs> like so. If you're being honest, listen. I want to. Yeah, somebody's honesty could be. I want to see other people. Now, at the end of the day, that's not going to get you the relationship you want. That might end the relationship you have. Yeah. So you can actually see other people, but the honesty brings you the respect. Mm-hmm. And that now brings us full circle of how a village is constructed. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think? Did you, would you say you raised us with a village mentality? Like this was implanted in something. Like, I know it was my dream to have a village growing mm-hmm. up. Do you right. think that it's something that I took in from being th- raised? I, you were raised of with the village mentality in that I, knew I had four sons and I mean you all have told me otherwise but I felt that I have four sons and I could raise I have four sons who I knew I could raise them to be good 
human beings, but I felt that me not being a man, I could not raise them to be men. So my village consisted of agencies or outside influences where I could um, lean on uh, male role models to help me with um, raising my children or um, other mothers to help. Like sometimes I felt that one of my sons or maybe another son could not come to me. And I've always told my sons, if you can't talk to me, then you need to find somebody that you can talk to because you should be able to say what you need to say. And if that person can help you, then I have to take a back seat because maybe at that time I can't take it in or I, I don't understand it or, uh, or I'm in a mindset where I'm being a disciplinarian or an authoritarian and I can't see because you're too close to me and someone else can help you. So I've always had that type of mindset. And I believe that that may have fostered your insight into a village mentality because, yeah, definitely. because some of the people I may not have been close to myself I may not have agreed because you all chose these people to be in your lives and they weren't bad people. Um, and I think that they helped with um, molding you all. Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. And I've been told like women in the block, one, one day this little boy was following me in the building and I you know, was saying, well, you better go with your mother. She said, uh-uh, he can go with you. You raise, you raise boys that go to college. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it made me feel good that even though you may have some situations in the community, you think people you don't get along with, but you're being watched and, and what you're doing does speak volumes Definitely. in the community, in the village. So somebody's always looking at what you're doing and how you're doing it. And they may not agree with it, but the outcome of, of, of what you've done speaks volume. So now that has changed their perspective. Definitely. Were you raised in a village mentality, you would say? Well, you know, I guess, I mean, not, I guess not in that form. I mean, was like my family, all took turns watching us, you know, when my parents were at yeah, work. Yeah, same for me. You know? I was so, just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I mean, village. in that way, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a village in that way. Like, you lean on your family. But um, I was also born into the idea that, um, how can you say, like, family is everything. And even if they don't treat you the, the best, you, you kind of just stick be, it through. be quiet and stick it through. So, you know, yes, yes, I was born in a vi village mentality, but I don't always think in a progressive way and I, I mean i think it's fair to say that's i mean most people right i mm -hmm. mean it's not like I'm, I'm different than anybody else but it's something that i became very conscious of um where although i do want to have people around me to support me and i also want to support um i also want to install instill like a, a, a different message with my children or the children that i'm helping raise Definitely. well yeah same for me like I, as as miss brown was talking i was thinking of the, like I was always around my cousins and we, yeah, my uncle, you know, they uh, and my aunts, they babysat us and did all that stuff. And sometimes when, you know, aunts fell on hard times, we live with them or they live with us and stuff like along those lines. But 
that was like the extent of the village. And to Jasmine's point, it was family over everything. And it's, you know, family could do not that they can't do any wrong, but even if in the wrong, you still had to accept it because they were family. Mm-hmm. Um, as I got older, I realized that, you know, there's a standard for everything, even family members. You have to create boundaries. And I'm raising my child or our child, our child um, with the village mentality where it goes beyond the babysitting. They're not babysitters. They're invested. So it's, yeah, they may watch her while I'm at work or whatever the case may be, or she may practically live here, but. But it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily watching. But they have, but they, but they also have a a stake in it. Invested interest. Yeah. So basically I don't make a decision. I don't make a move without them. And people may, uh, that's where the brainwashing comes from. That's where the, I don't have my own mind and all this other stuff comes from. But to be honest with you, they're helping me raise a child. They may see things that I may not necessarily see. So we all have the same goal. We all are like-minded and same-hearted. So they're not, they're, whatever we talk about is not going to be anything different from, or too much different than what I want anyway. Definitely. So they may have to tweak my thought or maybe not right now, Jerry, but you could do this later. You know, whatever. They may have to redirect I mean, me at Sometimes you fed up and yeah. sometimes you, you know, like you're not in the, the not proper in the, mindset. Yeah, I'm tired. So, and yeah. mm-hmm. like, that's one thing I've seen with, you know, like, I think you did a great job with us. And now when you look at, obviously, we're parents now. So now you look at how much it takes and yeah. how much how much yeah. of a vested interest you have to have in raising children. You can see the amazing job that you did. And having four boys mm-hmm. and keeping and them out of jail <laughs> and keeping them, you know, like, and, and really trying to have them be, edu- like, like, get an education and you know i think more was about self-respect raising raising boys that actually walked around with dignity and self-respect where as men we actually can say that we are men that most people in our community really don't come across yeah because we have the set values and the principles we have and you know and i'm a little bit more disciplined than the rest of them but you know, like they, we all still have that them similarities yes. mm-hmm. that we are, we are able to articulate. We are able to we we are able to t- talk about a wide variety of things. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? We we don't just it's not just narrow to one focus. We're not just talking about crime all day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're not just cursing all day. We have you know we have facets well, where we curse and we you know we have those type of discussions, but we also have another another level to us. So you gave us op- options and we mm-hmm. took advantage of those options. So I think that's very important as well. You know, raising, I think like that transferred over, raising a child with, I think the most important thing is Mm self-respect and teaching them that they deserve to be respected. So no matter how much you wanted to to be heard, yeah, no matter how much you wanted to smack my lips off my face, I mean, I'm sure you, there was times you also gave me the respect to say, okay, you deserve to be heard. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to listen to you, even though steam is coming out my head. You know what I mean? That's why I was just thinking about how I paused when Jerry asked me if I was raising the vision mentality and um i think the the thing that caused my hesitation was the fact that i think when i heard miss brown talk she said it with purpose mm-hmm. like you know with an intent like i had an it wasn't mindless yeah it wasn't mindless um i was raised like hey i need a favor can you do it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it was more it was more in that way so that's why i would hesitate and i think there's a big difference in 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 her raising you and not with that whole understanding of like not crushing your spirit versus the way I was raised wasn't mindful, mindfully teaching me to have self-respect mm-hmm. and, you know, Use to have voice a voice and, yeah. and to grow as an individual was still part of something whole. Definitely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to take the minute to say too, that not breaking 
um your child's spirit aziz learned that from you i learned that from him and now it's, it's like now it's generational you know what i mean yeah, like right. we're making sure that we're not breaking our children's spirits every child that we come into contact with you know what i mean like we Even know we're talking to their parents yeah and saying, exactly mm-hmm. you gotta res- you gotta teach your child and respect. there's that fine line and i and it gets to that place where you're like what the hell yeah. which is which is great to have other people around because mm-hmm. when you are at that fine line you have other people to take take the wheel you know what i mean Definitely. but you but i was but i learned through you guys that yeah you don't break your kid's spirit and i i was a kid whose spirit was broken you mm-hmm. know what i mean so right. i knew how that felt and i didn't want to i although i didn't want to do it to my child i didn't know how to execute it mm-hmm. but i learned through you guys how yeah, to do and it once you let the spirit out the bag it didn't oh my stop. god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, would have, you, know. you would have a long day's work and i'm like i'm not doing this x y and z that's wrong that's wrong that's not fair you know, so mm-hmm. it was just, you know, yeah. I understand. I understand coming home tied now, you yeah. know what I mean? And having, like, just do having it. Camille, yeah, 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 yeah. but that's just not going to happen. Like you got to have, and it's the same way we talk about in having our personal relationships because mm-hmm. it is amazing how we expect so much more from our children. Yeah, yeah. that we can't we even are. do. Yeah. Like and adults, yes. we, and that's or a lot of the reinforcement we have with each other. Absolutely. Even yeah. being kids ourselves, like, it's like you kind of forget now as you're an adult and you want things done and you want to show love and respect and you have this idea because you're a parent now, you know, mm-hmm. they should, you know, they should appreciate you. feed them, you take care of them, yeah. you show up to and games. Then, yeah. and, then, and then you totally forget like, yo, you was 15 and you lied once or twice and, you know, you weren't a bad girl, you wasn't a liar and, you know, mm-hmm. all these things are stuck on in place and you're just like, how could you forget that person? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because you they did love your parents and mm-hmm. they just was just annoying. But so what? Like, you, you would never trade them in. And you're like, you know stop I mean? over exaggerating. And then everybody's yeah, looking at you like, you over exaggerating. Yeah. Like, where do you think they <laughs> learned it from? Like, you're sitting there, like, you need to get straight A's. Why don't you have that same That's level? That's the do as I say Definitely. do, not as you see me do mentality. Definitely. Why don't you have that it's same level of respect for pass. yourself? Yeah. Definitely. Like, because you're older, I've been through it. No, you've been through it. You need to then teach it. Right. So yeah. you need to be the walking example. Like, mm-hmm. I always tell people, I always want my kids to be better than me. I want to be where a place where if my kids are better, let's say I want the bar so high where they can't be better. Or they can't be worse if they're me. It's yeah, okay. It's okay. If it's yeah. duplicated, then that's enough. Now they're gonna do go on to do greater things than I did. Then okay for the society, but as a friend and as a a partner, could they be better than I am? No. Like I'm gonna set the bar high, so that that's the that's the level they should strive for, and then they can feel comfortable in that level. Because we always in this place of success and striving, striving, striving. When do we meet? Actually, get to the destination and relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? And actually sit back and enjoy the destination. Like when you have a partner, why are you still looking for 20 other people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like enjoy the partnership. Mm -hmm. And it is because a lot of people are moving and this person's in this person's ear and this person's in and they think they're missing out and they're doing X, Y, and Z. And it's it's just wrong. And everyone wants to be stimulated and Mm -hmm. like everyone needs something. So yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I just think like, go ahead. You know, not breaking the child's spirit that came from Aziz's father because that's the one thing that he he asked me. I mean, things were. I mean, we had a good relationship, but there were things in the relationship that should not have been tolerated. But the one thing he did say is, "Don't break my son's spirit." And I mean, at that time, I'm young. I don't. What the hell does he How do? Old are you? Don't break my son's spirit. I think I was about nineteen. I was up 20. It took you a while to so understand. I, yeah. No, just watching how you ran around and just who you were, you know, letting you cry if you needed to cry. Because that was one of the things that people want to do. 
with children, especially with male children, is, oh, no, you can't cry. Yeah. And let the child cry. He has emotions just like girls do. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know. And then I read books. And plus they don't they don't communicate as effectively. So yeah, they, we have yeah, a hard time, time communicating, communicating yes. at times. What do you think when it's immediate for a child all yeah. the time? Like they learn how to build the I can't get what I want right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. But their impulse control is not there. Right. Like ours will be. So they're crying for every last thing they can't get. And then we're teaching them along the line, like that may not be how you want to handle that particular situation, situation. But when it comes you're hurt or you're injured, yeah, cry. You should be able to cry. You should mm-hmm. be able to express yourself. Right. But, you know, I think that that now everybody gets a chance to see how a village and how we have discussions and how we are actively having these type of discussions all the time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And we build a village Whereas we're now we're on camera and we really don't like we we're, we're looking for things to talk about because we talk about so much. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's a beautiful thing. But I mean, I want to thank every I want to thank. My mother for joining us, and I want to thank Jazz Jasmine. for joining us here at Accountable Love Podcast. You know what I mean? We love y'all, yeah. and we appreciate y'all <laughs> taking the time to, yeah, to come and, and spread the village and show people you know, what a village mentality looks like. Show us what we have. Definitely. My name's Aziz. <laughs> I'm Jerry. I'm Jasmine. And this is Accountable Love. <laughs> I'm LaVar. <laughs> Prince. <laughs> have a good one. Bye. Bye.